After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify, we're on Podbean, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on everything. We're also on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single day at 7 p.m. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. That's FiveReasonsSports.com. Brady Hawk's takeaways from tonight's win against the Magic by the Heat are already up as they are at the buzzer every single time. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network that includes our friends. One of our longest term sponsors over at the law firm of Seltzer Mayberg. If you've been caught, if you've been hurt, not caught, but hurt in a car accident, you got a traffic ticket caught by the, well, the police for a traffic ticket or a slip and fall call the law offices of Seltzer Mayberg at eight, five, five, five thousand law. That's eight, five, five, five thousand law or go to one legal.com. That's O N E calllegal.com. If you mention five reasons, you get a free consultation. That's right. Just mention five reasons to Eric or anybody else down there. You will get a free consultation. They've got 24-7 availability. So again, check the website, onecalllegal.com, O-N-E, calllegal.com. They'll make sure you work directly with the right attorney to get you the compensation that you deserve. So again, check it out. They do all kinds of law there beyond the ones I, I talked about. They do sports law. They do immigration law. They do divorce law. They do everything at the Seltzer Mayberg law firm. Just again, mention five reasons. One of our longest standing sponsors support the sponsors that support us. And like so many of our, our sponsors, they're local right there in North Miami, right near the golden glades off of I 95. And now tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo. Alex is actually at the arena right now on the one-year anniversary of the night that everything shut down. Uh, and I actually was at that one. I don't think Alex went to that one, but I was at that one against Charlotte one year ago uh, today when basically the Heat blew a 30-point lead without Jimmy Butler to Charlotte. And during that game, of course, the Rudy Gobert stuff had already happened. The OKC shut down. And then essentially uh, we kind of figured we weren't going to be back in that arena for the rest of the season. And we were not. And then of course a three month break before the bubble, the heat go to the finals um, where they lose now back tonight, a few more fans in the stands than have been there recently. The heat are wearing those earned edition jerseys, which I hate another conversation entirely, but they do beat the magic tonight tied at the end of three after they had a bad third quarter did not shoot the ball particularly well again from three no bam out of bio but no excuses orlando was without six players that were supposed to be part of their rotation when the season started this shouldn't have been that close i said Dwayne bacon's probably going for 25 tonight i think he ended up with 21 uh vucevic had a big game against miami but jimmy butler with a great performance and kelly olenic with a really good performance and greg that's kind of where i want to start with you because 
there's been so much conversation about Kelly Olenek and the idea of do you replace him or do you supplement him? I think we have kind of come down on the side of supplementing him somehow unless you get a couple of players for your rotation in your front court. That essentially replacing Olenek with LaMarcus Aldridge at this point may not even be an upgrade and sort of defeats the purpose. And I saw tonight, again, why supplementing him may be the best idea. I thought this was his best defensive game of the year. He got them going offensively early. We know he's inconsistent, but really he's their only big when Pam's not in there. Precious didn't even play the second half. I thought this was a little bit of a KO statement game. Yeah, no, I mean, he's played really well now. Um, throughout this uh, streak where they've started to string together victories, I think he's been in double figures maybe five times now in, in along the way here. I know against New Orleans, he was seven of eight and, uh, you know, like shot really well in, in, in heavy minutes and then came back in this game and was, you know, highly effective again in more minutes than I think they ever envisioned him playing. Um, it's just this thing that we all know is that he's, it's not sustainable. The inconsistencies are going to come back, but he's a vital part of what they're doing. Um, particularly when he's one of the players who's shooting, uh, you know, from three at any level of, um, efficient. So I, I just feel like there's things he brings to the games that, that like a player like Lamarc LaMarcus Aldridge is not going to replace that stuff. It would be much better to have him as a, as an addition when we talk about trade candidates and stuff like that. Yeah. And we talk about them needing another big tonight, Alex, look, they, they started Casey Akpala three fouls in five minutes. It doesn't look like he knows where to go on offense, even though he brings some energy. Harkless played after him, had some moments and then some bad moments. Precious got yelled at by Spolstra um, for throwing the ball away and didn't play again in the second half. Silva played. I mean, there were a couple of moments there, but nothing really to speak of. I mean, it's just KO right now, right? <laughs> Essentially, when Bam's not in there. Oh, no doubt. 100%. Like, And I completely agree with everything you guys have said so far. I think the idea would be you know, in a potential trade for LaMarcus Aldridge on his own would be to supplement the front court rotation and add it to Kelly and Andre, not to uh, get rid of Kelly. Like, and you're right. Like, I think we had the conversation the other night on the stream on floor is yours, uh, whether or not he's an upgrade, I think that's debatable. But the thing, the thing is like, they both bring completely different aspects of the game. Like defensively, LaMarcus can't do what Kelly does, right? I, I think, and not, to, you know, Kelly is some awesome defender, but he can contain guys at, you know, multiple levels on the floor, whereas LaMarcus is a lot more uh, stiff with his legs than Kelly is, which is a crazy thing to say. And, you know, maybe LaMarcus comes over here and gets in better shape, but I'm like, that's somebody that you want to add, right? I don't think you want to take away Kelly now in a scenario where him and Rudy Gay come together. And again, like, I don't know if that's something that can happen or not because of how much you got to match uh, salary wise. I, I think that's a conversation where you can maybe talk about letting go of Kelly, but uh, just with LaMarcus on his own, I think you definitely want to supplement him to what they've got right now. And I just want to speak to this because for those who haven't heard our other content today, and I recommend that you try to check out everything, especially what's on our YouTube channel. Um, as we speak right now, Royals hosting uh, the show that we're going to call the final floor, whether he likes it or not, the post game show over on YouTube, but on before floor, uh, Greg and I spoke about our reporting today. Greg reported yesterday that uh, was the first report of the interest uh, that that was had by by the heat in Aldridge, that there are conversations there. And then essentially, um, you know, I followed that with a report today um, after Barry had reported for the Herald, essentially, you know, 
essentially confirming what Greg reported yesterday. I reported today that they do have interest in Aldridge, but really most of the interest is in Rudy Gay with the Spurs, that Aldridge would be the other piece. And again, like Alex mentioned, there's a lot of salary that you've got to trade to get there if you're going to get those two guys. And in that case, Olenek's probably going to be part of a trade, uh, most likely, just to make the numbers work. I just don't believe in trading Olenek for Aldridge without getting another significant front court piece. And I actually think at this stage, I agree with the heat. I think Rudy Gay is the more significant front court piece at this stage of his career than LaMarcus Aldridge is. Um, But let's pivot. I'm going to go back to you here, Alex, and then I'll go to Greg after this. I mean, the other players we saw on the front court tonight, did anybody catch your eye? I mean, they, they played four of them, precious Silva, Akpala and Harkless all played. Did, did any of them stand out to you in a positive way? Not particularly. Like, I think Akpala and Harkless both had moments, but again, just not consistently enough where they're just keeping it going in their role the whole time they're out there. Like, they're both just kind of up and down. And, uh, like, KZ, had, like, would show some points where he, he played good defense. Same thing with Mo. They both hit a three. You know, that's cool. That's better than a lot of the other games they've had. So that's good. Other than that, like, it was Kelly tonight. Like everything you said before, that's that's what they've had, especially without Bam on the floor. And like Chris Silva, I, I just he he is not good. And it, it made me laugh that Spo just kind of kept playing him and did not put Precious back in the game because that's how you know Spo was actually like angry at him. Yeah. <laughs> so that part was pretty funny. But other than that, yeah, it's uh it's pretty barren. I was waiting for UD to get his first minutes of the season tonight, actually. Um, he might give you more than Silva at this point. Time. Right? I, I mean, he, he might for sure. I, you know, Greg, um, again, I, did they just miss on all of these guys? I mean, it's hard to, like, stand up for any of what we've seen from, like, even Mo Harkless tonight uh, in what he did, like, for, for us to – for anyone to be saying, oh, Mo Harkless had a good game tonight, and then you kind of look at what he did, it's just relative to how he's how bad he's been. Exactly. Um, KZ Akpala, I, I just don't see it. I'm really um, – I'm probably as down on him as I've been on a, on a, on a young Heat prospect as, as far back as I can remember, honestly. Like, I just don't see it, and I don't see him putting it together, uh, which is unfortunate. And, um, you know, you're just – you're running out of wings at that point. And, uh, you know, so this, it's just a situation where Jimmy is having to do so much and make up for so much. Yeah, and we'll talk about Jimmy more, and I think we're going to devote an entire episode to Jimmy over the weekend. And Jimmy was in- incredible tonight, again. Um, just the ability to know when he has to go, even the corner three tonight – that pocket pass he threw. I mean, it just, he's just playing at such an elite skill level at this point and an elite IQ level and he's carrying them. I mean, if he hadn't only played, what is it now? 22 or something games, he should be and would be an MVP candidate, but I want to go back to KZ and then we're going to focus on the shooting. The second part of this episode, he has never been in a summer league. Okay. That first year, remember they traded. This show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
Wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. For him on draft night, he wasn't eligible, I think, until July 6th because of that and by that time you know i was out in vegas you know at that point the first five games first five days you know kz couldn't play they decided not to put him in he had a, he had a mild injury i think and so they didn't put him in at all he just has had no opportunity to get comfortable but i'm with you greg i, I don't it just looks like like some guys are lost on defense but he looks lost on offense like he doesn't I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird, right? Like young players, we see that in, in Spolstra's system sometimes that they don't really know where to play defensively. Look, we saw it with Michael Beasley among others, but Beasley knew where to play on offense. Like I, I don't know if Casey knows what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. No, the, it, it, it's like, it's, it's a mixture of him being super raw still. And that always just being something that's difficult to, to break through against polished NBA defensive players, but also just um, it's like a confidence thing. It's too much thinking. It's, it's not enough just reacting and playing the game. And that tells me that, that he's in his head to some degree um, because it's just, everything looks too calculated. And, and for a player, they were so high on him, three second round picks to acquire him. They, they had to have really seen um, some intuitive stuff that we're just not seeing right now. What's the offensive skill set, Alex? I mean, ideally, like what? Because defensively, I see what they see. Okay. I mean, he just he has to be more. But like offense, what is the skill set? Does he need the ball in his hands, which he's not going to get on this team with Butler and Dragic? Maybe a Hero? little bit. Like, I don't think of him as some type of like guy who needs to get reps as a lead ball handler or anything like that. And again, I'm absolutely not a college basketball guy. I was not watching Stanford games at any point. Like there's no, I just cannot front but about Alex, that the other whatsoever. Kids Stanford looked better than him tonight. I mean, oh, Jason Randall. Yeah. Yeah. He was who's a two-way player. I mean, you know, yeah, he was balling tonight, but that just happens when you wear a magic uniform versus the heat. So I don't yeah. even can't even give him a lot of credit for that, but no, but really the, the thing with KZ, man, like in college, he had a little bit of a kind of like do it all game where they would use him to post up smaller guys uh, he could kind of do a little bit of stuff with the ball and, and, and create his own shot, but he just has no confidence. Like he's out there on, on the offensive side of the floor, just kind of floating around. Like you said, doesn't look like he knows where to be. And like, I don't mind him just being like a spot up guy as he grows into that role, but the, the confidence is just not there. Like he looks like he needs time in the summer league. I, and maybe that's a cop out, but he just does not look like a polished rotation player at this point. Like I think Precious I mean, has pr- pr- pretty much for the most part all season and KZ hasn't shown that. 
Chris Silva almost played as many minutes as him tonight. I mean, a guy that it's like an, he was an afterthought and this is supposed to be like a gem prospect. You know what I mean? But but I'm with Alex. I'm with Alex. The Silva minutes to me were a little bit of a message to precious. I, 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 it came right after that. He yanked him, he put him in. And I, that is a message that he sends, by the way, Brendan Tobin, our friend over at seven, I the ticket, uh, put up the, the eyeballs uh, with Dragic talking to Vucevic after the game. So I'm sure that'll get a little bit of attention. We did an episode on Vucevic the other day. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about the shooting problems because I, this has gone long enough. Okay. This is got, this is supposed to be an elite shooting team. They are not an elite shooting team by the numbers. They went at one point, one of 16 in the third quarter until Iguodala hit a three. Um, and that, <laughs> so we got to get into that a little bit before we do though, I want to tell you about a great new site that we're part partnering with it's called best ever and you can find them at bstevr.com that's bstevr.com the nba will be up soon there so far they got nfl this is a site where you can simulate anything you can simulate old teams against new teams they'll give you a full game story and a box course if you got an argument with your friends put players from the past against players from the from from current teams you can swap out players we're going to do something uh, this week where we're going to put Juju Schuster uh, and Aaron Jones on the Dolphins and see how that would play out if they were playing with Tua. So again this is a great argument settler. We're going to do a lot of this with the NBA when they launch the NBA side later this month. So make sure you get on there. It's free. So just go on, sign up um, nothing to lose there. It's bstevr.com. This is the coolest new simulation. And again, we're going to be doing these simulations on our website at fivereasonsports.com and also at Five Reasons YouTube. Also, as we speak, make sure you get to the website. Our guy, Adam Smoot, just put up a new Panther shirt. The Panthers came back from 4-1 down in the third and one tonight. So we got a new cardiac uh, cat shirt that's up on the site. Just went up tonight. There'll be some new heat shirts up there in the next few days as well. All right. Let's get to the shooting struggles. I saw, uh, was it you, Alex? You sent me the number here. Are they, what are they, 22nd in the NBA in three-point shooting now? That sounds right. Three-point percentage, yep. After being number two pretty much for all season last season. Down three percentage points. So, so, so what, I mean, look, we've talked about Tyler's struggles to kind of get in a rhythm. He got in a rhythm tonight, not from three, but he got in a little bit of rhythm in the third quarter. Um, I, what's what's going on there? I mean, Duncan Duncan didn't do much else tonight. He made a you know I think what he ended up with three threes, but missed a ton of them. What, what's happened here? I mean, other than who they haven't really lost any three point shooting from last year, other than Myers at the start of the season and Jay Crowder at the second half of the season. So why are they shooting so much more so much poorer? Now that's I mean, oh my bad, Greg, go ahead. No, no, no. There's just a couple of things that jump off to me. I mean, it's like Duncan Robinson is a you know three percentage points down. Tyler Hero is not the same shooter. Um, To me, I think that this all, uh, when you see how much they rely on shooting to get 45 three-point attempts, that's just like almost egregious to me that we've arrived at a a place where the league is uh, trending to the point where we're shooting 45. I mean, the Heat got um, more shots at the basket. It's just crazy, but but we're – out rebounded by uh, the Magic tonight, and it's just such a bizarre box score. And you just see them chucking up threes, and um, you see Olenek four of eight. Like this is a good example of a guy. Like you can't afford the only guy who was hitting tonight was Kelly Olenek, and he's been having games like that recently. So I just feel like any shooting you can get right now, you got to hold on to because it's so inconsistent. Alex, I mean, 
I was screaming for a back cut in the third quarter, like something just, it was just the, the offense just became just, you know, standstill three point shots. It, it, is it the types of shots they're getting? That's the problem. The, the way that the offense is feeding guys are guys just out of rhythm. I mean, we're 37 games into this season now. They, they, enough of their shooters have played enough games. Yeah, no doubt. And I don't think there's any easy answer for what's going on with the heat shooting you know, compared to last season, I think one thing that definitely has to do with it is teams kind of adjusting and knowing that the Heat are almost always looking for a three, you know, not saying that Spo doesn't want his guys to, you know, get shots at the rim, but like they have a full sample of what this team was last season. And that team was one that is constantly looking to find the jumpers. And I think, you know, tonight was one of those nights where whenever they're missing Jimmy or Bam, like they're just always going to have that, that uptick in threes where it's even more than usual. And, and, I kind of expected it. I think it's a roster thing too. Like a lot of their guys outside of Jimmy and Bam, that's what they're here to do is shoot the ball, right? And it could be in different ways. Whereas Duncan Robinson, we know the type of uh, shooting role that he has. And, and it's not the same as the type of shooting role that Hero has or Kendrick Nunn has, or even Goron. Like they all uh, operate as shooters in different ways. So there's, a, there's some creativity to it, but at the end of the day, and there you go to fill the quota, like that's what they're looking to do, right? And I think, uh, that's kind of related to why you have to you, you need Jimmy to have these games like this so often just to beat teams that don't really you know maybe you don't want Jimmy to have these types of games versus where it's like Jimmy has to go out and be the only one to attack the rim a lot of times like Goron did not really have a great night uh, in that aspect he looked kind of slow but like he is the one with the north south movement there and I think he's the one that's just really good at punishing switches and punishing just most of the guys who guard him in general. And last year he was able to coast and not have to turn into that guy for most of the game. And that's just not the case with this year. Like they need to, you know, I, I think they're too outside. In. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it uh, again, Eric Spolster's quote tonight, Brady just uh, tweeted this one out. Eric Spolster on Jimmy Butler's load. As long as we're able to manage the minutes, he's always staring at me. I'm sure he'd be willing to play those early Chicago minutes being willing to do it and being forced to do it because others can't care. He came back earlier in the fourth quarter tonight than he typically does. Typically it's about a little bit under the eight minute mark. He came in before that. Again, it speaks to the fact like against a team like this, I know you don't have your second all-star quality player, but against a team like this, you should have enough. Okay. I mean, you're going against the Dwayne Bacons and a bunch of two-way contracts in addition to Vucevic, Ken Birch, a player that you gave up on a few years ago, Mo Bamba a player that I don't know why Orlando drafted him since their best player plays the same damn position. It's, it's not a great situation. I said in the second quarter, this is not a game you should require Jimmy to take over. Now, ultimately they averted that because they had a good start to the fourth, but it shouldn't have gotten to that point in my view. And that's something we're going to discuss going forward is can they get enough out of other guys, particularly the shooters, that Jimmy doesn't have to do this all the time. All right, that's it for tonight. I'm going to check out what they're doing on the stream right now. Um, again, check out Best Ever. That's bstevr.com, onecalllegal.com, Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. Also, welcome to our newest sponsor. They sponsor in the postgame show tonight, Miami Grill. I'm going to check that out. For lunch tomorrow, they brought some gyros and some wings to our event at the Biscayne Bay Brew House. So all of our sponsors coming together. If you want to sponsor us, just reach out to me by Five Reasons Sports DM. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network.